it's not always fun. You will mess up. You will skip things. You will feel like it's a habit. But I think when you know and you have that big reason why you're doing things, like it can be your your anti Mark Zuckerberg. It can be, you know, you want to make a hundred thousand dollars in a year, or you want to do this for your family, or whatever the reason is. Just like be really clear on that purpose because that's what's going to sustain you. Like you will not be motivated so many times, but when you remember and you come back to, okay, wait, I'm actually doing this for a reason that is bigger than how I feel right now, and my temporary satisfaction is less important than like the end goal like it's kind of that instant gratification battle right i think it's okay i'm committing to this in the long term and so i'm gonna do what i don't want to do so that i can have what i actually really want to have in the future welcome to check your aesthetic podcast the go-to podcast for self-starting creatives i'm katie campbell the owner of katie creative co a social media management agency located in baton rouge louisiana and I'm Alexis Aldrich, a Vermont-based content creator focused on promoting productivity that fits your unique lifestyle and growing my career in marketing and creative business strategy. On CYA, you will catch authentic conversations around entrepreneurship, social media, self-care, and the creative industry. If you're looking to grow your online following, boost your productivity, and connect with other ambitious female creatives, then you've come to the right place. Let's get into this week's episode. warming up for yes <laughs> before we clicked record on this intro alexis was singing herself a little beautiful song um mm. and i said what are you doing she said i'm warming up i said okay <laughs> that's the new intro i say better, better put us on apple music right now <laughs> guys we have an announcement we're actually becoming a girl band girl group that that would be the absolute dream katie sings to herself on tiktok so that would be great. I, you've already told them about that. That would be the absolute dream. The way that you, the way that you do not want to start a girl group, and you're making up rumors that you want to start. A girl <laughs> I'm group. literally lying. I like kind of have this hatred, and I I understand that this is a very unpopular opinion, but I have this like cringe, like gene in my body that when someone starts singing, I it kind of hurts me physically. Like I I hate it kind of, like. And I mean, like, like any, in, in, any... in person, like in person, like if someone's at a party and they like bring a guitar, I want to like, oh, hit, okay. I want to hit them. Okay. Okay. I understand that. I thought you were just talking, like you go to a Broadway show and they're singing. No, like, no, no, no. What no. are you doing? <laughs> no, no. If what someone, are y'all doing? Like, I think it's just like the UVM, like crunchy experience that I had. Yeah. The Let amount of people. Wonderwall. Let me like sit on the quad. Like, be the day oh. that I'm gonna... <laughs> And I'm like, stop. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, I don't do that. I don't do that, guys. I'm not good enough at guitar for that. But do I have a lot of TikTok drafts of me harmonizing with the people who say harmonize with me on TikTok? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I keep seeing these things. It's like when TikTok glitches and posts all your drafts, I'm like, oh, I would. Kid, you would be canceled. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, I seriously would not be able to continue be on the internet any longer it's truly (laughs) embarrassing i also like i try every filter and so there's like drafts of me like trying every single new filter and like filter no no like which harry potter house are you Uh. which uh which character from this show are you and i'm like oh interesting and i try it like however many times until i get what i want so i have like eight drafts of like the same filter why do you save them Guys, I don't know. It's none of your business. Okay, sorry. (laughs) 
It's because I sometimes I go through them for fun. Have you ever done the Harry Potter like housing thing? Like the actual test? Yeah. Yeah. What are you? Um, well, I think I'm Ravenclaw, but I yes. think I might have manipulated it to be Hufflepuff, but I believe that I'm Ravenclaw. You're definitely Ravenclaw. I'm also Ravenclaw. Also, my, um, my, what is it? Sorry, I just said the F word. I'll have to clip that. Um, (laughs) you'll hear a little blank space. Um, my Patronus, Patronus, is the same as Draco Malfoy, so that's. What is it? Is that the animal? Yeah, it's, like, the thing that, like, see, like, the white thing that, like, comes up and, like, saves you or whatever. Okay, so speaking of magic and things, um, this weekend I was forced against my will not really to watch game of thrones you've never watched game of thrones no have you watched well game did of you thrones? watch did you watch the the new one or did you watch well, the old one both so i've watched both well i say i've watched both episodes of the new one i fell asleep during the entire episode of the new one yesterday but i watched the first episode of the new one and but this weekend jonah he's like he we started watching the new one or he started watching the new one and then he got on like a kick of the old one yep. So okay. this weekend I watched a couple of random episodes from season two of Game of Thrones and then no. one random episode no. from season six of Game of Thrones. No, no. See, okay. So he did it, he did you dirty because first of all, you can't, I haven't seen the new season, like the new show, but I already know you definitely can't watch it without seeing the entire first series. Well, it's so, it's like and, a separate thing, but it doesn't like, I don't really not, care. I'm though, not like invested, you it, know? Well, you're not invested because you don't know the lore. And you need... See, what I felt... I feel very blessed because Austin watched... I'm feeling super blessed on this so day. So blessed. Blessed. I stay blessed. Um, <laughs> but I watched Game of Thrones for the first time with Austin. And he had already watched it. But he had Nate, who's obsessed with Game of Thrones. And Nate, like guided him through and like explained things because it is a hard show to like it's so understand hard. so what, what jonah like, needs to do is watch it with you from season one episode one and like explain yeah. things to you because i would not have gotten through it if austin wasn't like this person and this person's no, cousin and like so whatever complicated but i already got yeah. a bunch of spoilers yesterday so we'll see but um it's very very complicated because he was trying to explain because he was what like what we were doing was we were watching from like where he was that's stupid. um <laughs> flaming absolutely flaming him on this podcast sorry give me give me his number so i can you send you you call him and leave him a hateful message <laughs> you stars accept it so he doesn't know who you are <laughs> you send him one of those magazine like clipping things it's like i'm gonna kill you if you don't watch game of thrones from the beginning with Katie. <laughs> oh my god um anyway i actually like surprisingly i didn't hate it it was just no. It's so, a really good show, but you it just don't get it because so, he did it wrong. It's deeply confusing. Even yeah. like, I mean, I, it's deeply confusing, and it's the kind of show. There's eight seasons. You have yep. to watch every minute of that show. You oh, have yeah. to watch, and you have to listen to everything they're saying, and you have to have a really big brain. Oh yeah, and, and you, you probably have to, have to have like subtitles on because sometimes it's hard to understand. No, and you, like you just have like there's so much that, that and you and I love you, but you're not one to pay attention. No. I'm not. But now I kind of want to prove everybody wrong and watch it. No, but definitely. Definitely do. We'll see. Yeah. It's very, it's very good. It's very like, um, 
I don't know. It, it, it is like Harry Potter, but way more complicated in the sense of like, you know, the world of it. Like, it's a very intense world. You have to know like the rules of the world would, and you have to know the relations of the world. But Harry Potter is way less complicated. I would put it more in the line of like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I haven't seen that either. Yeah, which more Harry Potter I think is easier to comprehend. Harry Potter is super easy to comprehend, but wizards. if you just watched a random, <laughs> if you just watched a random Harry Potter movie in the middle, you wouldn't know like how everybody's related to who. Because nobody you know? is related to anyone except yeah, the Weasleys. Yeah, Harry's like it. Parents and then They're dead. Well. Well, anyway. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, this had nothing to do with anything. Anyways, everybody's already clicked out. So I guess before we um, run everybody off, we should go ahead and talk about today's guest. So today we had Shine from Designed by Shine on. She's a brand strategist and designer, but today we didn't really talk super about brand yeah. strategy or design. We talked more about something that she has been um, promoting both on her page and in her kind of online community, which is Slow Girl Summer. So we know that summer is about to end but don't worry because slow girl summer is a mindset it's not just a season um but she just kind of or we all kind of talked about the idea of slowing down setting boundaries the importance of that and kind of the changes it can make in your life and your business and it was a super super good episode she is the queen of unplugging from what i can tell um from what we chatted with her about and everything i see on her page and i definitely I'm taking notes and we'll be implementing some of that and into my life. Might I, might I say that episode, I was like shocked at how many like actually like I always now that we've been doing like more clips, I have been listening to episodes like thinking like, oh, I need to remember that for a clip later. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like she had so yes. many actionable steps that I'm like, OK, this episode is going to be promoted for like the next year because we Absolutely. have that many clips to share. Absolutely, she did. And um, she'll, you know, she mentions all of this at the end of the episode, but she kind of, she has this online community on Discord as well. So there's a lot of different places where you can, you know, Which touch I think is so can, cool. Like, yeah. I feel like not many people use Discord from, like, the creative community. But I, I agree, and it's very smart. Lying. But yeah. Yeah. Um, we've actually talked about that in a lot of my classes of how you can use it and kind of the benefits of it. But definitely mm-hmm. go connect with her. She is a super, super cool person. If you need brand design, she makes beautiful things as well. But Alexis, do we have any other um, BS that we want to talk about before we get into the episode? No. <laughs> no, I'm done. No. <laughs> okay, well, let's go ahead and get into our interview with Shine. Hi, Shine. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do for our listeners who may not know you. Thanks so much for having me. So hi, everyone. My name is Shine. I run a branding studio called Designed by Shine. So we help a lot of like small businesses, content creators, startups, things like that. Just build irreplaceable brands through like design, brand strategy, all that good stuff. I'm super excited. We also have a community. Um, called the Sunspot on Discord. So just a lot of like fun community initiatives, really just helping people like grow their brands, pursue their passions, things like that. I love that. Um, So the way that we actually found you was through the, I guess you could call it a campaign. I feel like it's kind of part of the community part of everything. Um, But Slow Girl Summer, which you talk about a lot on your page. So we're currently, while we're recording this, summer is kind of coming to an end. This will be up when kind of we're transitioning into the fall. Um, But tell us more about kind of what the idea of like a slow girl is to you. Yeah, Slow Girl Summer really just came out of my own like personal experience this summer. And I feel like before the summer, I was just burnt out constantly, honestly, Um, especially being a creative, especially being in school. Like 
I was working all the time, designing all the time for myself, for my clients, for my professors. And I was just like constantly overworked and constantly stressed. And I felt like that was normal. And then I had this kind of like come to Jesus moment when I realized that that was actually not normal. And it was just a lot of like toxic hustle culture, like anti like hurry, anti hustle stuff had just happened to me. And I just had a lot of like um, realizations about the fact that I could actually slow down and like still succeed and still do business and still like create really good work in a way that was not actually going to sacrifice my own personal well-being and so I think my idea of a slow girl is really just someone who is able to kind of like unsubscribe from the toxic parts of hustle culture and realize that there isn't really a race there isn't really a rush and everything that happens to you will happen in like perfect timing truly you don't have to you know try and rush through your next milestone it's okay to like take a moment and celebrate and slow down and just be really intentional about like where your time and your energy goes I feel like before Slow Girl Summer, I was very much just super reactive and I was always in a hurry, like running around like a chicken with my head cut off. Like, I have to post on Instagram. I have an email. Oh, my client needs this. Oh, I forgot to do this. And like, it was just not a fun state to be in. So I feel like the Slow Girl Summer is just like the exact opposite of that, of being able to know like, oh, okay, this is what I want to do. I'm balanced. I'm zen. I'm focused and just feeling really good and calm and enjoying like yeah just slowness right I love that so much I love that you said like the race I feel like I've never thought of it like that but I know that Katie and I are so guilty of just that you also said rushing just that sense of like I have to be succeeding I have to be moving I have to constantly be doing something I have to constantly constantly be working towards something like yeah but it doesn't need to be like this sprint like it can be a marathon Mm -hmm. like that's okay but on the sense of like slowing down what have the what benefits have you seen both in like your personal life and in your business as you said that you've slowed down in honestly it's so ironic because I feel like ever since I've been more intentional about slowing down I've actually been so much more productive like I've gotten so much Mm -hmm. more work done And then obviously with that, that means I've been able to like make more money in my business without having to put more time in. So it's just been such a benefit in that way because I'm more focused, but I'm also working less. Like I logged off at like 12, 2 p.m., 4 p.m. so many times over the last month and it's not affecting my bottom line in any way. I'm not missing out on any money. I'm not leaving any money on the table. I'm still doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I think it's just a matter of like reducing distractions and other things I thought I had to do yeah, and just focusing on what I actually have to do to like move the needle and get me to my goals without the rush and without feeling like I constantly have to work. So I've just been super focused and like a lot of like mental clarity and like balance, you know? That's really interesting. I feel like something that my mom has told me my entire life, entire life, and a lot of people have is like slow down. Like everything that I've ever done always feels like this big rush. And for me, I feel like an this kind of seems like what you notice and the reason that you made a change is that like my work day always feels like how fast like I need to get this done and this done and this done and like how fast can I get it done so that I can be done working when you're like splitting up your focus so much that then things are just taking longer so for anybody listening who's like I want to be making more money and spending less time working and not be stressed all the, all the time what are some of the practical ways that you slow down and kind of practice that slow girl lifestyle oh yeah that's a good one I think my morning routine has actually become like so sacred for this and it's weird because before I was not a routine girl like I was like seven on the Enneagram very spontaneous like free spirit don't tie me down with a routine 
but I realized that a routine actually helps me do the things that I want to do. So I start every morning like no phone, no computer, nothing, just me and whatever I want to do, like moving my body, making breakfast. I feel like I skipped a lot of meals before this. And so like taking the time, yeah. like, no, I deserve to at least eat a nice breakfast. I deserve to go for a walk if I want to go for a walk. I can journal if I want to journal. Like the world is not going to end if I take 30 minutes extra this morning to myself. So I think a morning routine has been super solid. Um, I also keep my phone on do not disturb literally all day, even if after I'm done working. I just don't want to be bothered. I simply cannot be bothered. Um, so I think yeah. that's a huge one. I think figuring out like when you're most creative and energetic is huge and just building your schedule around that. I feel like I've seen so many people like try to match whatever like productivity expert says to do or like whatever your like the most successful CEO says to do or however they structure their day, but you're not them. And I feel like the sooner you accept how you like to work and who you are, the easier it is to like build a lifestyle around that. So I don't really like to work past 2 p.m., but I also don't like to work before 10 a.m. So from 10 <laughs> right. to 2 is what I'm going to work, and that's about it. And like I feel like not fighting myself on that has allowed me to find my success because I feel like before I was trying to like, no, you have to work from 9 to 5 and do all these things. And as soon as I let go of all those like shoulds, I was able to actually build a routine that I could stick to and that actually got me results. Right. I want to talk about, I I like how you brought up like the nine to five, because I think especially in this new generation and especially since like post COVID, I feel like a lot of us are starting to kind of like reject the classic like work concept. Do you know what I mean? Like the, you have to like even just like with remote work, like the the traditional kind of mentality is you get in your mm-hmm. car, you drive 30 minutes, you sit at your desk, you work as hard as you can until 5 p.m. And then you drive back, come home, make dinner, put the kids to bed, and then it repeats. And I've had a really hard time kind of like getting myself out of that mindset and telling myself like, it's okay to not work that entire time and like not perceive myself as being lazy when I'm not working you know what I mean what is kind of your advice for kind of the emotional side of that and telling yourself I'm not a lazy piece of shit basically (laughs) it's so hard no I love that you said that because I feel like that's the hardest part is like we're just so conditioned societally even from school like from when we go to grade school that we should always be doing stuff And I just, like, really had to wrestle with this idea of, like, I can actually still do what I want to do in less time, and I don't have to be working to be on track to my goals. Like, I think sometimes you have to separate movement from movement with direction, and a lot of times, Mm -hmm. like, we're just used to being busy. We're just used to doing things. We feel like we should do everything under the sun because we have time to. But realizing like, okay, wait, what is my actual priority? What do I actually want to do? And once I do, you know, a couple activities today to actually get me towards that, then I'm solid. Like, I'm not lazy. I've just done what I need to do for today. And I think it's kind of like a reverse engineering thing of like, okay, if this is my big goal, I want to sign this many clients or I want to accomplish this by the end of the year. Like, let me just break that into chunks. And as soon as I do that, I try to think of it as like, I'm not lazy because I've done it and I'm done. I'm just doing a good job and getting everything that I need to do done and everything else is just optional. And so I'm not like missing out on anything and I'm not not doing anything. I think it's just a focus of more of what you are doing. 
and realizing that you're just used to being overworked and you're just used to always yeah. being busy and that's not always what you have to do just because you're used to it and it doesn't mean you're not doing enough so just realizing that like you're yeah. doing enough is and you're doing fine and just giving yourself that pat on the back yeah and I feel like as an entrepreneur especially there's just always people that are gonna tell you like oh you're not doing this you're not on Pinterest you're not you know making TikToks you're not you know trying out this new platform you're not doing email marketing you're not doing blah 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 blah. and there's always especially if you're you know listening to podcasts and things which I am definitely I mean I love all the podcasts that I listen to but I'm definitely guilty of like see a podcast title that's like the three things you should be doing in your business I'm like great let me do those even though like I'm not necessarily sure that I have time to add on another goal um but I think you made a really good point of like just because you have time to do something does not mean that it needs to be a part of your day yeah like you don't have to I mean we could keep going and going and going and never stop um especially as an entrepreneur so I feel like that is a really really good point um but let's talk about setting boundaries this is something you've talked about a lot in relation to slow girl summer on your page but this is just something that's really important and really hard uh, especially as a service provider or somebody who you know you're the point of contact for your clients regardless of what that looks like so as kind of a service provider you know who's providing services to your graphic design clients, how do you go about kind of starting off setting those boundaries with them? Yeah, I think definitely communicating them up front is key. Like before you start working together, expressing your boundaries, and you can do that as professionally or as personally as you like to, you know, like you have a welcome packet, just laying those out in in that or in that email is super helpful. But I think just doing it with like kindness and humanness is key also. Like your clients are also humans. They also have boundaries. So they will most of the time understand if you convey them from the beginning. I feel like when you have that conversation up front and you say like, hey, we don't operate from these hours. I don't check my email like this, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, sometimes if you need to give them reasons, like I don't do this for X reason because this is more important to me or whatever, it gives them context so they can understand and be like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm vibing with this. But if you don't communicate those boundaries and then, you know, two weeks into a project, you're like, hey, I actually am not going to answer your email or I don't do this or you can only have this many revisions. Like if they don't know that, they're going to feel blindsided and it's going to feel like a personal attack and then it's going to be this whole thing. So if you just say them from the get-go, everybody will be happy. Everybody will be on board for the most part. And honestly, if they don't respect your boundaries, you don't need them. Totally. That's a very good point. Um, I definitely have had, like since starting my business, I think that that's a mistake that a lot of people make at the beginning is – not maybe not communicating them but also maybe not realizing what boundaries you need until you're in the thick of it and you're like oh yeah why is everyone calling me at 9 p.m uh, like oh um so what is your advice for like some boundaries that you have set that have really made a change in your business like what are some boundaries that you personally set for, for you and your clients yeah that's a good one i think my clients know for sure that i'm not going to be responding to any messages within the same business day like i might mm-hmm. do them mm-hmm. or i might be online that doesn't mean I'm going to do it because it's just like it's that boundary for myself it's like setting that precedent right like if I respond once like a minute after they send me an email then they're gonna have that expectation oh she's gonna message me back whenever I message her so like she's at my beck and call Mm -hmm. so for me my clients know I'm gonna be on my email at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day and if you catch me outside of that you're just not gonna be able to reach me and that's okay because you know it's graphic design it's marketing like it's not life or death. Not We're not yeah. surgeons. Yes. It's going to be okay. Yeah. So I think that's a huge yeah. one, like communication boundaries. Um, my clients are also very 
accepting of my boundaries around like how I like to work with them and how they can reach me. So we have like very clear like systems and like client portals and things and Mm -hmm. the points of contact in between and like they can reach out to my assistant and all these different things. Like I just have like different support touch points for them that don't necessarily involve me giving them my energy in that moment. Like I only have three meetings with my clients at the beginning of the projects. And then after that, it's like email or asynchronous. And I feel like some clients sometimes would expect like, oh, I get to meet with you like all the time, every week, every time I have a question or every time I have a thought. And I think it just comes down to kind of like you said, Katie, um, knowing what boundaries you need and what works for you and then being able to like structure that into your process. So, I mean, everyone's different, but I feel like those are kind of my main ones is like not having a ton of meetings all the time because then I can't be in my creative flow, communication, then like logistical stuff too, like payment plans and stuff like that. I feel like those can also be boundaries and you can set those up in a way that feels good for you and like how many payments can they make and stuff like that. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like it's important to something that I've noticed in my business is it's important to communicate those at the beginning, not only so that they respect them, but also that might be a deal breaker for somebody. Yeah, very true. If they are the kind of person who really, really, really wants to call you every single time they have a question and you're not the kind of person who wants to be called like there's nothing wrong with that that's but what they should do is they should hire somebody in-house probably like somebody that they have this you know kind of more 24 7 access to um or they can put on the clock you know so I feel like communicating that um will avoid these kind of like mismatched you know, they're not the person for you kind of, it's really compatibility when it comes to clients too. There's certain people that you just won't be compatible with. And that's the benefit of having so many different options when it comes to a service provider is that they can go and find somebody who is okay with that. Like for me personally, I don't mind like texting or calling with clients, but I just want it to be in business Mm -hmm. hours. Um, and you know, I feel like communicating that up front not only benefits you, but also benefits them. So they don't get stuck in a contract with somebody who, maybe they didn't realize is not going to be wanting to hop on a zoom or whatever every week. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's my thought. Alexis, I definitely, no, no worries. But I, I wanted to, for our listeners that maybe are service providers and a lot of this can also be transferred to like product based businesses. I feel like with setting, like I definitely, or even just like the workplace workplace, like in general, but Yeah. yeah, actually the workplace is a really good example, but My thought is, like, let's say someone is, like Katie said, like, in the workplace or a service provider, and they have not set boundaries, and they're starting to have issues with people kind of crossing boundaries that they haven't necessarily spoken. What kind of advice would you have for someone to kind of, like, slowly introduce that so it's not that thing that you were describing earlier of, like, hey, I'm not going to do any revisions. Why are you asking me? And they're like, whoa, what the hell? So... Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, I think obviously it varies per situation, but I feel like having those conversations, if you're in like an environment that is open to those and like welcome to those, I think having the conversation of, hey, I actually just sort of realized this or lately I've Mm -hmm. been experiencing this. So it doesn't feel like you've been like withholding this from anyone so that everyone sort of can like gradually understand. I think it's always just context. Like I think if you give people the reasoning and like you explain to them why these these boundaries are important to you and how these boundaries are not put up to hurt anyone or to like kind of ban anyone from your access it's more so you can do what is best for everyone and you can do your job well and like you know let's say you work at a tech company and you're like a project manager and your work is really important like you have to 
give a lot of your energy to the actual work and the planning of the projects, but maybe, you know, people on the team are like constantly wanting to call you. If you have to set that boundary, you know, make sure they understand it's not that I don't want to talk to you or it's not that you're not important. It's, hey, for everyone's benefit, it's actually best if I give my energy to this right now and it's going to be better for all of us if I can focus on this first and that's why I've set this boundary in place and then here's an alternative, right? So I think it's like giving everyone that context of why this is important for all of us and then what's the solution and how can we sort of navigate until we find something that works for both of us. I think that's a really good way to approach the conversation. Yeah, and I I think like something that keeps coming up when we're talking about um, boundaries is, and just throughout this whole conversation, is like the idea of being able to focus. So, you know, like you said, you're minimizing distractions that take you out of that kind of like focus zone. Um, So what is like, I know people do things different ways. Some people like set a timer for 30 minutes and then take a break for however long. What is kind of your, in general, like routine to really be able to like be focused on one task at a time? Because that's something that I know I have a problem with and a, a lot of people do just in, you know, your phone's right next to you. You can, you know, grab it and scroll. You can get a notification on your watch and stop what you're doing. So kind of what's your advice or your routine for getting into those like focus zones yeah i have started leaving my phone in another room physically because i know myself like i will pick it up i will have the urge to go on instagram and it's funny because i like sometimes have justified to myself like no i'm posting a story on my business account like it's work it's work related but you know it's not moving the needle per se so leave my phone Mm -hmm. in the other room i have my laptop on do not disturb also so i don't get any notifications and i like Honestly, this is not super easy. Like, I this does not come naturally to me, but I, like, fight myself to not go on, like, Twitter or to not check my email. Like, every time I start to type yeah. it in, I'm like, wait, no, like, I have to catch myself. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, sometimes you really just have to, like, oh, have that mental battle with yourself and be like, no, I need to focus on this. Um, also, just, like, making my to-do list very short and sweet. Like, I just keep the main things mm-hmm. on my to-do list, and I know, like, okay, I'm just going to move through this. I'm going to do this in order. I'm not going to be looking at anything else until these things are done that's huge i feel like it's really just putting as many like mm, like boundaries or like parameters around yourself and your environment as possible so you to make it easy for yourself like if my phone's not in the room i'm gonna be less tempted that's it period like so just you know do those little things to like help you focus in that way yeah definitely so you talking about the phone aspect i've definitely i've tried letting my phone go like go it's so much easier and also I purposely logged myself out of Instagram on my computer so like when I go to Instagram it's like log in I'm like um okay and then I click out of it um but another thing that you talked about on your page is like do not disturb and I want to hear how you've seen that affects both like your personal life and your business life Dude, Do Not Disturb has truly been such a state of mind for me. Like, it's such a life changer. I was always on my phone and, like, always getting notifications from, like, you know, messages, calls, like, Snapchat, Instagram, whatever the case. And I feel like with all those notifications, obviously, like, the science behind it, like, dopamine rushes and stuff when you see those little, like, red badges. It just, like, you get wired. And I did not realize, truly, like, how addicted I was to my phone and to, like, seeing those little happy notifications until I started to take more time away from it. So I feel like do not disturb for me has honestly been an exercise in discipline. Like, yes, it's super good for like my peace and my focus and I'm not being distracted, but it's also like forcing me to be consciously like, no, I don't need to know what's going on in the world right now. Like I don't need to see what everybody's thoughts are on social media at this moment. 
So I think it's been really good for like self-discipline and like holding myself accountable to the things I really, really want to do. And like, I'm kind of rebellious in this way. So this is how I look at it. I don't know if this will make sense to anyone. But for me, like, I don't like being controlled by other people. So I feel like when my Mm -hmm. notifications are on, like, people on social media and the people that are texting me get to control where my energy is going. And, like, Mark Zuckerberg takes a win every time that I, like, go on (laughs) my phone when I shit it. So then I'm like, no, you're not going to win my attention today, Mark. And so that's that's really what's been a benefit for me. But, yeah. Yeah, and all of that, like, I feel like ties back to the idea of boundaries. This is a conversation I've had with my dad a thousand times, but he has talked about this. He's a lawyer, so completely different, like, industry and completely different kind of work, but he's talked about how he sets people's expectations, like you were talking about earlier, by, like, how quick he'll respond. So everyone in my life knows that I respond to texts, sadly, within about four seconds. (laughs) Like, if I get a text, because they're on my computer, they're on my phone, like, I'll just respond within, like, four seconds. Um... So if I don't, people think something's wrong. My mom has literally shown up to my house when I'm recording the podcast before because I wasn't responding to her because my phone was on Do Not Disturb. And she thought that I had, like, died. (laughs) Like, in my home. Yeah. So, like, I feel like even just in your personal life, like, you have to set expectations with people or else they're gonna, once you're readily available to people all the time, it's not that they're taking advantage of it. That's just, like, how you are. And so then some people will take advantage of it, but then some people will just literally assume you've died if you're not responding to their texts and when that happened I was like I gotta figure it out stop this like this is bad like my mom should not be so worried that I'm not responding to her for one hour during the work day that I've like died on the floor in my apartment um so I feel like the whole like mindset of do not disturb is kind of that same thing of like people don't get access to your energy all the time because something that we've talked about on the podcast before but like I you know although you haven't said it explicitly I can tell that you agree with is like your energy is not unlimited 100%. Like, like you said only 10 to 2 they got you know that's how so you got to get in there 10 to 2 and do the stuff that you have to do or else your brain's gone like that's how I am too I, if you try to get me to do anything from about like 2 30 p.m to 5 p.m no I might get some energy back in the nighttime but like I'm not I'm it's not gonna happen it's just not gonna happen like it will be bad and it will take me three times longer than it would have during my peak energy time during the day. Um, so that long-winded thing is to say, um, don't respond to your family within two seconds every time they text you or else they'll show up at your house when you don't respond to them. Um, but, okay, so for anybody listening to this who's like, okay, all this sounds great, all this sounds, you know, fun, but I have so much to do, I'm so busy, like, I I don't know how to slow down, you know, what is your advice for kind of those beginning baby steps to implement this lifestyle for somebody who really is, like, you know, chasing themselves kind of all the time? Yeah, I think you really have to start slow, like, I don't know if you guys have heard of Atomic Habits, but I think that book is a really good help for this, like, start to build those baby habits so that eventually you're kind of like training yourself and you're doing the things that will help you like be more slow and be more like balanced and focused on autopilot so for me that's how i started i started with my morning routine and i started with taking sundays like totally off of technology Mm. and those were the first Mm. two things i did and they had such like drastic impacts that i just kept doing them and now they're just normal to me so i think those are those are really good places to start of like maybe finding a pocket for time to like digitally detox is huge and then, yeah, whatever you're, like, it can be a morning routine, it can be a nightly routine. Just have, like, some sort of routine in your day to give back to yourself and to, you know, take care of yourself and maybe move your body or drink some water or, like, journal and reflect. Whatever, you know, whatever your thing is, whatever floats your boat, um, starting small is super huge. I think it's kind of naive to assume that, like, 
okay, we listen to this podcast, super great, like, my life's gonna be different tomorrow. It's so hard. It's not linear. It takes time. Like, I think it takes, what, 21 days to build a habit or something like that. So give yourself the time to, like, see it through. Now, the other piece of it, this is kind of tough love, and this is, like, at myself, but you really have to take responsibility and, like, keep your promises to yourself. Like, everything will fight for your attention. Everyone will fight for your attention, but you can't make excuses. Like, if you're committed to whatever you want, like, keep that promise to yourself because it's worth it and you deserve it. Like, you give so much to other people. You've given so much to your business or your career. Like, it's time to give back to yourself. So, that's my two cents. Going off of what you just said, but also earlier in the episode, you said the word or the phrase self-discipline. And that is something that I struggle with. I don't have, like, any self-discipline whatsoever. But if someone is, like, because you said also it takes 21 days to form a habit. So let's say that they're on, like, the fifth day. And they're, like, oh, I I went to bed kind of late. I don't, like, whatever excuse. They don't need to do their morning routine. What is your advice for getting into that mentality of like, no, this is something that I need to do for myself. It's not just like some annoying thing that I have to get through. What is your advice for that? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. I really think it is the mindset piece of knowing why you want to do these things. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately, it's not always fun. You will mess up. You will skip things. You will feel like it's a habit. But I think when you know and you have that big reason why you're doing things, like it can be your your anti-Mark Zuckerberg. It can be, (laughs) you know, you want to make $100,000 in a year or you want to do this for your family or whatever the reason is. Just like be really clear on that purpose because that's what's going to sustain you. Like you will not be motivated so many times. But when you remember and you come back to, okay, wait, I'm actually doing this for a reason that is bigger than how I feel right now. And Mm. my temporary satisfaction is less important than like the end goal. Like it's kind of that instant gratification battle, right? I think it's, okay, I'm committing to this in the long term. And so I'm going to do what I don't want to do so that I can have what I actually really want to have in the future. Right. Yeah. 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 I feel like that's, Alexis and I talk about self-discipline all the time, but kind of with everything in life and in business it's I feel like that why is so important and just the idea that like there is going to be stuff that you don't love to do in your life but that you're not going to love your morning routine every day you're going to forget sometimes but don't let you know you forgetting or one bad morning kind of like knock you off of that um I feel like it's a really good point okay so slow girl summer summer is coming to a close so how are you going to be carrying slow girl summer into the rest of the year yes definitely keeping those boundaries um they're going to change a little bit for me just because i'm going back to school and so my schedule will actually be under somebody else's control but you know trying Mm -hmm. to like find the same version of those and how they translate i feel like this summer was like my training season like my off season and then the fall and the rest of the year is going to be when i start actually like performing it's game time so right i'm gonna be leaning leaning on those routines and habits that i've built this summer that's why i think like habits and discipline are super important because when you first start it's gonna suck like it's gonna hurt it's similar to like working out like it's gonna hurt it's not fun at the beginning Mm -hmm. but you build a little bit every day so you get stronger and eventually the things that were hard will become easier so that's what i'm trying to do is like i've committed to this this summer so that hopefully when in the fall when my schedule is even busier it'll be like a second nature for me to not be on my phone and to wake up and move my body before i go on my phone or to like focus on my work without feeling distracted and stuff like that so i feel like staying really focused on those things and staying focused on my priorities and also saying no like i feel like in college it's so easy to just yeah i'll do this yeah let's go here let's do this oh, yeah. right. oh, 
uh, I won't do anything that I want to do if I say yes to everyone. So yeah, just saying no more and like knowing how much of my energy I can give to certain things is going to be huge. I love that. I'm going to do that. Yes. I'm going to steal all those things and I'm going <laughs> to do them too. Be a slow girl. I'm, I'm going to throw my phone out the window in, in the trash can. <laughs> um, okay, so let's get into the random question of the day. Also, if you guys can hear, Rue is snoring up a storm in the background. <laughs> um, she is, she's having a slow girl summer right now. <laughs> Love that. Um, but, okay, so today's random question is a fun one. It is, what is your go-to little treat? So, you know, it's it's 2 p.m., you close your laptop, you're like, I need a little treat. Um, so, Shine, you can start and tell us what your little treat is. Oof, okay. My little treat lately has been, there's this, like, really good boba, like, tea shop near me. They have this, like, Oreo brulee, like, latte thing. Ooh. Which is like all those words are sounding good to me. It's like right. this like creme <laughs> everything's working together. It's just all yeah. good. They 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 know how to brand for real. It's like Oreos and like cream. It's like ice cream, but it's a drink. I don't know how to describe it, but it's just yeah. like all the Oreo goodness. It's so good, and I constantly crave it. So that's my little treat. I love that. Sounds delicious, Alexis. I feel like I know your answer, but are you going to be unique? On yes, this I am. Um, but oh, okay. unfortunately, I think by the time that this episode comes out, they won't have it anymore. But the Starbucks um, lime bar is, like, so good. It's, like, a lime coconut, like, thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the fall, I'd say the – also from Starbucks um, – the pumpkin cream cheese muffin. It has, like, cream cheese, like, in <laughs> – it's so, so good. Uh, yeah. That thing is yeah, so Katie, delicious. what about you? Mine is a fountain drink Diet Coke. And I don't want to hear <laughs> that I shouldn't be drinking diet drinks because it's going to give me cancer. Everything is going to give me cancer. So I won't know which thing caused it. And I love Diet Coke. <laughs> um, but it has to be a fountain drink. Like, I'm not having a can of Diet Coke. That's not a little treat. That's just that's just a drink. A little treat is fountain. the fountain drink Diet Coke. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I would say that's my go-to. I'm really trying to stop drinking Diet Coke. But that is – it's – I'm sorry. It's just who I am. Um, but amazing. Okay, Shine, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you if they want to see more from you on socials or work with you and all that all that jazz. Where can where can they find you? Yes, you can find me on any social media platform at Designed by Shine. And you can also go to my website, designedbyshine.com, for all these links. And if you are listening to this episode, please come connect with me. Send me a little message. Tell me that you heard us. Super excited to connect with you. So, yes, designed by Shine on everything. Um, I hope to see you in my DMs. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Check Your Aesthetic Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and want more, follow us on Instagram at Check Your Aesthetic and TikTok at Check Your Aesthetic Podcast. If you want to support our show, text the link to this episode to a friend, share when you listen to CYA on your story, or leave a positive rating or review wherever you're listening to this episode. If you want to hear more from us, be sure to hit the follow button on Apple Podcasts or subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. We'll talk to you next Monday. See ya!